Welcome to Tox News, reporting on the crumbling castle. little cucks. Thank you for joining me. Another episode of Crumbling Castle with the King Gizzards and their Lizard Wizards. Praise it be to Malik, who I just heard about today. Oh boy. It's been a shit week filled with more shit to just get through. I don't have good predictions about this weekend. Um, Shouts out to the introduction to the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. So, what are we looking at today? Well, I thought I had been hearing a good deal of nonsense out of context coming from the uh trump laura ingram video a lot of out of context nonsense going on around here um speaking of which twitter decided to be like hey look what's trending and i was like oh hey president trump denies he had a series of mini strokes that sent him to water walter reed medical center now it's always kind of hard for a presidential candidate to uh, get past the rumor of a possible sickness or weak endurance uh, for the job, for campaigning, what have you. I like for some reason we only choose people that like ex- the exception for Obama and JFK. Everybody's got to be above fifty, almost like pushing seventy. Uh, Trump being at like seventy four, so like strokes. Yeah, no, no shit. He's been, he he's been seen with like piles of quarter pounders and Big Macs. Come on. But, uh, you know, I looked into this for maybe like, ooh, hello, for like five seconds, this this uh, whole series of mini strokes, and the president has already came out and denied it. Uh, he had his um, physician come out and deny it. Uh, but, you know, there's literally no proof besides somebody who's releasing a book is what seems to be this story. The claim stems from Michael Schmidt's forthcoming book, uh, which says that uh, Vice President Mike Pence was on standby in case Trump went under anesthesia. Uh, I can see this as like a positive narrative spin for the uh, liberals, but honestly, they're just going to get cucked by conservatives because there's not a lot of proof besides uh, Michael Schmidt. Michael Schmidt of the New York Times. So not only has Trump already been calling them fake news for a fortnight, um, we're also dealing with um, just a reporter. We we need like actual medical information, but guess what? HIPAA. And I don't know how that applies to a president, but I'm sure 
the guy who won't show his taxes will have no problem claiming, uh, you know, his HIPAA rights, H-I-P-A. Do your own research. That's not my job all the fucking time. Um, so, mo- mo- overall, I see this as a bit of a distraction from, like, the shit that Trump has literally been saying. Like, his, his press conference before Kenosha, total dog shit. Um, fascistic, conspiratorial, paranoid. It's, it's getting creepy. Very creepy. And then his following speech after that, Kenosha, really following through on the bangers of just like, there's red people out there, they're scary. Did you hear that story about the lady on the airplane who saw all those people dressed in black? Well, guess what? That rumor came from Twitter. I don't, I, maybe I'll look into it. But honestly, if you're curious enough, you will look into it. Because anything Trump claims... Um, any, anything that anybody claims without like proof he said that he would he knows the person who made the claim about seeing the people dressed in black and if they wanted to come forward and speak then he will ask them to and they will do it and it's like yeah this is weird and then like he also said it's under investigation and that's why he couldn't continue so it's just like that's that kind of um dog shit and um let's see oppositional um, Red Scare kind of tactics that is just not really healthy at a time when he's going to Kenosha, uh, where uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had killed two protesters, injuring another, and Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back by police officers. Pretty heated time to go in there and say people with leftist ideology are the problem, are your enemy. This is n- I'm n- not really the time. Not really the time. So, anyways, I think this uh, whole series of mini strokes is going to spin that positively in a liberal direction because I feel like a good amount of sensible liberals would worry about a Mike Pence. Uh, Anybody that's, you know, a little plugged into to his politics would be against it. Yeah, I he would be a lot worse than Trump. I feel like, he, yeah, I had, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, so I think that, you know, fear-mongering that on the liberals and progressives is uh, a great narrative to go with, but it's pretty weak on the basis that yeah there's not a whole lot of proof but you know maybe with uh his you know with further elaboration this could be possible the story could unfold and it could be possibly true but it's just so far being reported by left-wing media as ah there's gossip in the air and it's it's just uh it's not very healthy for the democracy either because you shouldn't really re- be reporting a well th- this is uh, uh, this is always story without a, a, some uh, facts a really... it's pretty important in a information age so anybody using that irresponsibly deserves a milkshake to the face now moving on Laura Ingram interviewed Trump and I heard the part where he spoke about some one of his people getting on a plane and seeing a bunch of people dressed in black. Uh, what a hyperbolic story. But let's let's get it from the horse's mouth. Uh, there's no point in me just hearing one piece of this uh, probably hysterical interview. Why not, since I spent some time on Biden, give a little time to the other candidate here. 
Mr. President, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, on Friday, Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, sent a letter to you saying, basically, we don't want your help. You make matters worse. Saturday, one of your supporters is murdered uh, in Portland uh, by, it looks like, a, a suspected Antifa uh, individual. And then on Sunday, Wheeler comes out and Biden and essentially tries to blame shift to you for the violence there. Uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it's not good to be a leftist in America right now since uh, the murder of I think I don't I'm, I actually am not familiar with his name uh, I, I I know his first name is Jay from Patriot Prayer um, since that member of that gang uh, was murdered in the streets it's not good for leftism because he was a Trump supporter and rather than acknowledging his gang relation she acknowledged that he was a Trump supporter so the idea being pushed here is that a, tr a person was killed for supporting Trump not as simple as that Patriot Prayer has a very long history in Portland and in Seattle uh, to take that with and Virginia and to take that without um, consideration irresponsible yeah, yeah, that's irresponsible. That does not lead to a well-informed public. That mean that leads to a half-informed, maybe even a quarter-informed public. Your reaction? Well, these are terrible and very incompetent people. Portland's been burning for many years. For decades, it's been burning, but now it's gotten to a point they don't want to do. I watched the mayor try and get in. What does he mean that it's been burning for decades? We, we have not had, uh, what is it, day 93 tonight? 93 straight days of protests, and it's been burning for decades? I wonder how, like, the citizens of Portland feel. Not, not the conservatives, because the conservatives have been thinking that shit's been burning since Obama. I want to know how the regular non-hysterical citizens really feel about a comment of their city being burnt because i feel like portland was a prosperous multicultural diverse area of thought and self-expression like i heard wild stories and, and it's a different place than most moderate places and it's strange that he would say that it's been burning for decades when literally it's been 93 days <laughs> from one murder and yet still more bodies have piled up in that meantime with these people and he went to a protest and he went in and they almost killed him if he didn't have security with him he had five security guards he would have been dead just like they would have done to rand paul who's a great guy and his wife kelly uh, i don't have to explain that he's basically painting uh leftists and these quote-unquote rioters i call them protesters people call them protesters He's equating them to almost animalistic, savage behavior. Not cool. That's not going to bring the country together. Um, that's just going to, that gets the base riled up for, um, I just want to say a purge. That's literally the best I can think about it is a purge of leftists and possibly ethnic um, peoples. That's, I, I don't know anything more than what the right wants is. A purge of the um, unwanteds. I, I, there's probably a better word for it, but they just don't want us around.
It is a disgrace when you look at what's happening. Now, we sent in Homeland Security. The reason we sent them in was to protect our courthouse. We have a $300 million courthouse, and they wanted to blow up our courthouse or burn it down. Uh, take your choice. Blow it up or burn it down, they <laughs> Blow it up or burn it down, they said. Maybe, maybe not. I wasn't at the protest, but... Um saying that they wanted to blow up a, the municipal building you know kind of equates up to terrorists just just said making sure and we're said, staying no, on no, track that's here. not happening so they wouldn't protect it because the mayor said he doesn't care so we sent in our homeland people they did a great job immediately homeland security immediately it was protected and that's the only reason they were there the department that was created after 9-11 to protect our homeland from terrorists was focused in to protect a court building against uh, civilians. Now, the thing about that court building is that they didn't really have any interest in it before that's where those agents were being housed. Like, that was their base camp. So, it the the event itself isn't so much a false flag event because they were there to intimidate and to bring i don't know um I, it not necessarily escalate because i mean it it was going to inevitably escalate it it went so far where moms were in the fucking street like a line of moms um and then vets came out too and that started getting bad optics for for Trump so it did escalate things to a certain point but it didn't get as violent as he wanted it to maybe but that wasn't the false flag event as much as an intimidation tactic and a strongman tactic it was more the the false flag that is being built is the narrative around what happened because the specific events and videos and things that went viral and things that were said at that time become foggier and foggier as we move and get buried on levels of so much news that it just fades and so he is able to cherry pick certain i don't know it's not facts but it's pieces that he can just add to the narrative and if as long as he doesn't change the entire story it's probably not that, well, his base is going to believe him regardless. It's fascinating. And then on top of it, he has like an army of media that really backs up his propaganda. <sighs> what an uphill. Ooh. And it's like at the same time, this the, the establishment is putting on this fake ass resistance to Trump. But like it's 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 basic. It's barely anything. I've offered to send in the National Guard. I've offered to send in anybody they want. I could put that out in 45 minutes and it would stop. And I think the people of Portland and the people of Oregon, I know it's a liberal state, Oregon. considered liberal. They're tired of it. They're tired of having, uh, of living with this curse. They're living with a curse. They say that when you walk through. Is he calling leftists a curse? It, wow, man. Freedom of. Uh, expression, if I'm not mistaken, was written into the Constitution. Whew. Shit. Through the streets of Portland. This is years and years of burning and 
it's, well, it's not last 90 days. It's been really No, no, chaos. it's been horrible in the last Protests. 90 days. But no, it's been going on for many, it's been going on for many, many years. It's like you're in, hmm. I, I won't name the city, but it's Why a city someplace in the world that's again. not so good, okay? It's a terrible situation. The Oregon governor said no one is safe in Donald Trump's America. Yeah. They're trying to turn the yeah, tables yeah, no, on you trying. after months of, they're not really saying much about the violence. Right, but they won't ever criticize anybody that really, you know, that that's a violent person, frankly, that's violent. They stick up for the violence. They don't, the people that are getting hurt, they don't care about, they don't care about these people. I mean, here's the thing, though, is that, like, if you respond to protests saying, hey, there's too much police brutality, and you're like, that's cool, here's a line of police to tell you all to go the fuck home, or get arrested, um, it's not gonna encourage people to actually stay home. As long as the First Amendment is still intact and protected, people are going to continue expressing uh, the need for change, no matter how much police brutality you throw at them. If you just keep escalating it, you're going to escalate it on both sides. So it's up to the leadership to actually find that middle ground that they're supposed to find between the overpowered uh, police union. The police union is way OP. It's, it's, this is not balanced, and we need to figure out how to restructure that. It's way too, too OP. They need to turn that shit down. But it, it was supposed to be the government's job to find at least middle grounds to um, end end these problems um and i can't just stress how much trump has just been exacerbating things and that's why we talk about trump's america and it's not biden's america because biden doesn't have the position that trump does right now uh <laughs> that leads to the events that we've seen it's it's wild um you know these are left-wing movements but that's most most of the uh, changes in history have come from left-wing movements. And right now, in power is the conservatives. It's fascinating. Hmm. All right, I got lost. It's a weird thing. It's like warped minds. And for the last 93 days, I've been offering to send, and as you know, they have to take the offer. They have to make, they have to ask to have help. I've been standing and I've been you saying, anytime you're ready, we'll put it out What's motivating them, Mr. President? I think it's you a sickness, actually. I think there also, there's a fear. I watched uh, the way they treated this Mayor Wheeler when he was standing there. And I'll tell you how unfair the news is. NBC News didn't show that he was being shouted at and cursed at. And he ran, uh, literally, he had to run for his life because they were going to really hurt him. He had security. No. If he didn't, he would have probably... Well, they showed up as an apartment building over the No, weekend. no, how he can still stick up for him. I think there's a fear. I think he's afraid. Are they afraid that Oregon... They still keep painting the left as, like, really violent when every day the reason, like, this protest is really at the point now is because they want Ted Wheeler to resign. Why do they want Ted Wheeler to, to, to resign is because he's not really doing anything different than what Trump would have the federal agents do. Really not. It just adds more numbers. That's, that's, that's all he wants to do is just add more numbers to exhaust the protesters. Um, but that didn't work. That didn't work then. It didn't work the first time. It might work if they extend it longer periods, but really it just then brings out worse... Uh, videos right we just see 
uh, worsening actions, and then the violence yet again increases and escalates, and then we get another event where we're just uh, shook and disgusted. So um, I'm just surprised like things haven't really gotten worse under Wheeler. Um, his police seem to be not very restrained at all because there was a video that went around where like one of their cops singled out somebody and just like charged beyond the cop line and grabbed that protester and just starts wailing on him like punching the crap out of him i'm pretty sure i even have that one saved it's it's beyond belief of like no restraint and then how many cops um slowly pulled him off is just beyond me man you know There's got to be a quicker way to this. Oh, it's right there. Oh, that's the sausage one. That's where they hand the girl a sausage, an inflatable sausage, and then they just arrest her. That was fucking strange. If anybody's got the video, Tuck Woodstock does. Nope. 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 Oh, wow. Did not try to pull uh, Officer Punch a lot. Wild. They they still haven't even pulled off Officer Punches a lot off the protester. They've just circled around as he slowly uh, arrests him with his knee upon his chest. So I don't know what Trump would do better. Um, <laughs> but like police brutality is still rampant. Like that's that's not gonna end the protests. <sighs> could be in play because of people's concern about law and order. It, it could, Is that what you're saying? It could. They I want, don't know. I'm, I'm no. I think that. I just got to say it like as clear as possible. The citizens of Portland and the protesters want Ted Wheeler to resign because he has continued to allow the Portland police to. Uh, uh, what is it? Brutalize the protesters and constantly put in those curfews so that the protest cannot continue. So that then their violence is legitimized because they're out past curfew. They are criminals. They deserve this. Okay? That's why they want Ted Wheeler gone. And they want somebody else who will actually put a knee on the neck to the police. That sounds pretty bad, but we got to remember who this is for. Say their names. Like the mayor, Wheeler, I think he's probably afraid for his life because if you would have seen him, but I'll show you how dishonest NBC News put on and they didn't have the people shouting. They had him standing there and they talked about how it was a show of great unity. The mayor standing with the people. Those people were going to brave. Him. They were saying things that I can't repeat right now. It wasn't a show of unity because they told him to go the fuck home too. But like it was brave. I'll give him that. It's 
something Trump would never fucking do. But horrible things, but they didn't put that on. I actually happened to see the real tape on Fox. He escaped with his life, and yet he doesn't want any help. It's so unfair to the people of Oregon. We could solve that problem quickly, like I did in Kenosha. You know, Kenosha went through three or four days of... They, you wouldn't have a Kenosha right now. <laughs> We Pretty demanded sure that they send in the National Guard, call the governor, and in all fairness, the governor did it. Not enough, but it was enough to put it out, and we ultimately put in more. We had a 1,000 people, well, and we put it out quickly. You wouldn't have Kenosha right now. Um, in Pittsburgh today, uh, Joe Biden uh, gave a speech, and he spoke directly about this violence. He may believe, mouthing the words, law and order makes him strong. But his failure to call on his own... Before we get to him dissing Biden, he said that the protests were over, but just because he showed up, there's protests. And guess what? It's the same kind of protests that were in Portland. And guess what kind of protest was in Portland when Patriot Prayer or Trump supporters and anti-Trump activists met? Someone died. All right? Trump does not care about us. He does not care about working people. He does not care about his supporters. He doesn't. He wants them to commit acts of violence to paint a continuous chaotic narrative. Anti-Trump and pro-Trump demonstrators See? faced off in the streets of Kenosha. See? See? He's like, oh yeah, we we did such a good job cleaning it up, and this happened just because he showed up there, even though the governor asked him not to. What a fucking jerk supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is your response to the vice president sir look he's a weak person he's been weak all his life but now he's really weak look you call me weak i'm gonna call you weak bud you weak uh he shouldn't be running for president he should not be there but do you want your supporters to confront the no, left-wing protesters, no. or do you want to leave it to law enforcement? No, I don't want them. I want to leave it to law enforcement. But my supporters are wonderful, hardworking, tremendous people. And they turn on their television set, and they look at a Portland, or they look at a... Con- no, no, I want the police to handle it. But can you blame it? Can you blame my supporters for coming out? Can you blame them for bringing their AR-15s? and pointing them at unarmed protesters. Can you blame them for that? The McCloskeys, the Rittenhouses. Can you blame them for being so fucking patriotic? Fucking out of here, bro. Are you kidding me? Wow. Notion before I got involved and stopped it. Or they look at Chicago where 78 people were shot last week and then numerous people died. Uh, or they look at New York, where violence is up by, like, what, 150%. It's up by a number that nobody... And people are leaving. They're looking at all of this, and they can't believe it. They can't believe it, whether it's my supporter them, or not. But you don't want them showing no, up. No, I try don't. To- well, it's a peaceful protest. I mean, they were right. protesting. They weren't... You know, it's amazing. They want to protest, and they get criticized. The other people run through the streets, burn down storefronts, hurt people, beat people, and kill people, kick people in the face. That would have happened to Rand Paul, by the way, and his wife. All right. Rioting and looting is up for criticism, but we just keep ignoring the fundamental issues. We just keep ignoring it, but fuck it, let's just keep ignoring it. Except that you had 
two, and then ultimately four very good policemen who took a big beating. They took a big beating. And they really saved Rand Paul. In fact, we're going to bring him into the White House and give him some kind of an accommodation because they really, they really, what they did was very brave, actually. I mean, can you imagine? I'm saying policemen were brave because they're escorting, but they're escorting a U.S. senator and his wife. And as Rand said, he would have been killed if they weren't there. It's Isn't it true also, thing. Mr. President, that the Democrats have been, in their own way, inciting this violence oh, sure, against individuals for as almost as long as you've been in office? Sure. If you see anybody from that cabinet, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Please. Oh, my God. Telling them to go around and badger a person as if the press would rather than being the press being the actual people forcing your representatives to look you in the eye and actually listen to what you have to say these goddamn terrorists bro get up in the face of some congress people there needs to be unrest in the streets the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 pennsylvania avenue with their allies in the congress of the united states okay that pelosi quote had nothing to do uh, with everybody else was on topic but they threw pelosi in there because she was talking shit about the president <laughs> only the Democrats, it's the media, the fake news. The news is so fake. Like I told you with the mayor where they make him look like it's a great unity thing when actually... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just talking about how there's so much fake news and I just can't help but look at his neck vagina. It's so floppy. They were cursing at him and they would have Yet done so big tight. numbers on him, but they don't show that. They just show the mayor standing with these very tough thugs and... Uh, he was gone, okay? They saved him. But NBC shows it like it's unity with the people. I don't get it. I don't know why they're doing it. And I say, I will say this. At some point, I will not be president. Uh, hopefully, that'll be in five years from now. But I will not be president. And they're going to die. They're all going to die. Can you imagine if they had a cover? Sleepy Joe Biden. It won't be very much fun. But much more importantly, our country would go to hell. Our stock markets will crash. As sure as you're sitting there, we will have problems like you've never had. He's basically saying if I don't become president this next round, everything is going to go to shit. The whole American dream will fail. This is not a healthy, this is not leadership. This is not leadership. This is not leadership. This is not leadership. And if you think that multiculturalism is something that is ruining your country, then you really just please move somewhere that is all white because this place is just too fucking splattered with color at this point that anything that you would have to do is just pure and utter destruction. But if you take Kenosha mm -hmm. and if you take other parts of the country that I don't even talk about, I could show you things that we've done to stop this kind of a thing that's happening in Portland and happening in Chicago and happening Chicago. in other places. Most red states are cooperating with federal Almost law enforcement all. and Almost. things are relatively calm in, in red state America. But Biden said again today in Pittsburgh uh, that essentially you, you're not going to be safe in Donald Trump's yeah. America. So. Uh, if it weren't Donald Trump's America to just use the expression as I'm president, uh, 
you would have riots like you've never seen. The um, the Obama administration didn't have as many riots, but they also didn't do that much either. Um, and I also want to apologize for any like background noise that you might hear that it's out of my control. The Democrats have lost control of the radical left. And if you look at Bernie and the, I call it the manifesto that was agreed to with Biden and his group, that's further left than Bernie ever was. They won't be able to control these people. These people have lost, they have lost control of these people. And it's hurting them. Don't forget, Biden was... Yeah, but like, what he's saying here is that the only way to end the protesters and to take care of the protesters is to end the protesters. Like, it's either by, like, force, uh, throwing them all in prison, trying to give them 10 years for vandalism, right? Um, yeah, the only proposition he has is just elimination. And uh, that on its face is not the way you fix a problem. It's not the way you fix a problem. It's oppression. That's oppression. And oppression creates more problems than it actually solves. But the uh, madmen at the top really truly believe that they can control everything on this fucking planet. They can control every little tiny piece of it. That's the uh, really gross narcissistic egotism that really leads you to wanting to become... Uh, president of the United States or the uh, director at the CIA. That's I wasn't going to come out of his basement until the election. You now he had to because the polls are so good so for me. Now he had to me. because the polls are different. So all of a sudden he's in Pittsburgh. He wasn't going to leave his basement. Then he said, "Okay, he's leaving, but he won't leave for ten days. Ten days is a long time." So in the meantime, like on Sunday and so or Saturday, I'm in. Texas, I'm in Louisiana. I was going to stop in two other places. Fortunately, they didn't get hit. Arkansas wasn't hit very much, etc., etc. I would have stopped. But I'm all over the place. I leave early in the morning. I get home late at night. And that's what you have to do as president. And, and tomorrow, Joe doesn't have energy. Tomorrow, you're going to Kenosha, Wisconsin, yeah. of course, the, the, the scene of so much unrest uh, lately. Uh, and the governor says he doesn't want you to come. Why is it important? for you to be seen by the people of Wisconsin now? Because I am a tremendous fan of law enforcement, and I want to thank the law enforcement. They've done a good job. And when the governor says that I shouldn't come or he'd prefer that I not come, I'm the one that called him and said, Tony, you got to bring out the National Guard. Well, I don't really want to do it. Tony, you got to bring it out. And unlike your governor of Oregon that just keeps saying no, he agreed to it, at least. Now, he agreed to a small number, but the small number was plenty. But isn't it a political motivation? They don't want you to come to blue state America because they don't want the media to have to cover what's really happening oh, on the ground. True. Isn't this oh, political? that's true. If you look at what's going on in blue, as you call it, blue state America, blue city America, you look at what's going on in New York, you look at what's going on in these states. Chicago is a disaster. Portland, you look at Portland. Now, Portland's a little diff different. That's anarchists, and that's... I actually think in many ways that's easier to handle. I think Portland is very easy to handle because that's a group of anarchists that are paid by the outside. And, you know, we nice. put a lot of people in jail. I don't know if you know this or not. Remember uh, three, four months ago, we were having a problem with monuments. They were ripping down statues and monuments. Nice, right? nice, nice, nice. Uh, Antifa now being lumped in with these Soros paychecks by the president. Awesome. Yes, good, good. Now they just need to label them globalists. And the conspiracy will be complete, and we can start throwing Einjuden in the camps.
Democrats didn't yeah. say anything That's about good. that. Oh, the good Democrats shit. had no control. It actually got out of control even for them. I signed in an executive order, 10 years in jail, if you knock down a statue or a monument. You haven't heard one thing about it. You haven't. We wouldn't have. They were going after Thomas Jefferson. They were going after Lincoln, and they were going after the Washington Monument if they could knock that one down. They were going after everything. And I actually don't even think they know. I think they're just thugs. I, I don't think it's, it's, it may be an ideology and it may not. It is an ideology for the people that are paying them. And the funny thing is, and the strange <laughs> thing is, the people that were, are paying them and all this money, because somebody's doing what it. What about they, the They travel, well, wait, the people paying them, those people will be overthrown. <laughs> it's so funny that like a fucking president with multiple agencies for information says somebody's got to be paying them somebody's got to be writing the checks but who <laughs> He's like, fbi nsa cia senate intelligence house intelligence he got he got task force on task force, and yet he's just like, I don't know what's going on. Who keeps paying these protesters? Their lives will be <laughs> taken away. Their lives will be endangered. They're all going to be gone. They're just stupid, foolish people that made a lot of money. But corporations have given <laughs> yeah. an enormous amount of money and the tens of millions or maybe hundreds of millions to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Please ignore the extraction of wealth. Uh, from the government into the stock market and um, start figuring out that money trail that, you know, has just paid billions to protesters. Protesters are now becoming billionaires. The system's broken and running rampant. <laughs> Which is all over a lot of right, these protests. Sure. So what does that mean about these corporations? Why are they paying that money out, Mr. Because President? they're weak people led by weak people in many cases, not all corporations. What does that mean, they're weak I looked people. at numbers where one company is giving hundreds of millions of dollars. When you say they're weak, what do you mean? Explain because that. they just do what's the easiest path. That's not the easy path. That's a very dangerous path. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. Nice. You remember pigs in a blanket, fry nice. them like bacon. That was the first time. I nice, 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 nice. Um, Trump coming in with anti-marxism is just taking that even further step towards just that like hitler conspiracy conspiratorial i have enemies in the state kind of thing um so we were already just talking about how protests are being paid by somebody probably the globalists he didn't say the globalists not yet but he's tying that thread here right there by saying black lives matter the protest group the organization is Marxist. Now, what does that mean? Well, to anybody who actually knows what Marxism is, it's an analysis of economics. As far as I know, Black Lives Matter isn't really focused on the economics for the black life community. What they're focusing on right now is anti-police brutality. So to equate Black Lives Matter with Marxism is to completely not know anything about what they're talking about, what they actually want as human beings. So uh yeah just more uh red scare fear mongering to get those um righty tidies all fucking in a in a bunch you know and uh pointing guns at fellow citizens um yeah and you know i want to thank you for joining me on talks news where i reveal that the elites are just forcing us to spill our own blood for them so uh yeah i hope you enjoy this content
I ever heard of Black Lives Matter. I said, that's a terrible name. It's so discriminatory. It's bad for black people. It's bad for everybody. And all of a sudden, it becomes like sort of, although now, if you look, it's going way down because people are tired of this stuff, what's going on, the Black Lives Matter. If you look at what's going on with the bats and the, the a lot of thugs. Running through thug D.C. last night. Oh, it's terrible what's going on. But Black Lives Matter came into existence. The walking down the street screaming, Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And that was about police office. That was representing police. He keeps saying that one, and it's like, it just doesn't even flow right. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I guess if you do it like that. I fixed it. I fixed it. Still, I don't know. It's not what, I haven't heard that in a single um, protest. But he could easily have said, like, F-12 all capture bastards like he could have said any of these things that are like is true and is enough but he had to make up his own why they were pigs pigs in a blanket like the sausages or hot dogs fry them like well, they were saying worse over the last couple we, of days it's oh, good I think even worse. Yeah, I don't, no, think it's, it's if you get, I don't know do you get worse but, how, but, but doj's role in in trying to it really hit the law enforcement uh, accelerator here against these groups. A lot of the individuals coming into Wisconsin have been tracked as out-of-staters, yeah, the ones who've been arrested. We have them all. Can, can DOJ do more, and what could they do to really start putting the fear of God in these violent, not the peaceful protests? Oh, my God, the fear of God. <laughs> oh, my God. What a bunch of sycophants, dude. Like, that is the craziest shit i have ever heard broadcast on live tv and the fact that nobody even highlighted her asking what can donald trump do to put the fear of god in these people i am why i like i'm glad i watched it and heard it on my own but like why did people ignore that isn't laura ingram the one who did like the nazi salute and then quickly switched it to a wave was that Laura? I think that was Laura. But violent protesters. So they have under investigation a lot. In fact, I'll show you. I just had this because it was a very important interview with you. But I just, uh, and I'll give this to you. In Kansas City, violence has decreased by a third since. Wait, 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 wait. Why did he have those statistics on him? Go back. That is so strange. What did she ask him? What could they do to really start putting the fear of God oh, in yeah. these violent, not the peaceful protesters, but violent protesters? So they have under investigation a lot. In fact, I'll show you. I just had this because of this very important interview with you. Okay. But I just, uh, and I'll give this to you. In Kansas City, violence has decreased by a third since the initiative began. In Indianapolis, 49 guns confiscated. More than 1,000 arrests have been made. You see him just brush over that real quick. 49 guns confiscated. Now, I am interested in that statistic because I want to I I got to ask whose 49's guns were confiscated and were these constitutional? Were they lawful? Because anybody, I thought, you know, Republicans were very uh uh hard, you know, tough on this on this issue. So, um, you know, if you're conservative and you hear this, uh, please find out how Donald Trump has led to 49 gun confiscations because he's supposed to be the president of 2A. Hmm. Made under the initiative. Uh, DOJ is addressing violence and crime across the country. FBI, but you don't read that. 
The FBI and ATF are assisting the Portland Police Department. But you can't do much when you have absolutely no cooperation. But if they don't think they're going to go to jail for 10 years for doing what they're doing, then they're going to... But Trump wants to send in his own police force so he can take the credit. It's not... It's not to actually stop anything. And to keep doing well, it. So how does a well, Trump re-election calm things down in the United States? Biden says he's going to calm things down. Yes. How will a Trump he re-election calm things calm? down? Why? Why won't he calm things down? Biden won't calm things down. They will take over. They will have won. If Biden gets in, they will have won. He's a weak person. He's controlled like a puppet. So it's not going to be calm things down. It's going to be they will have won. They will have taken over your cities. It's a revolution. You understand that it's a revolution, and the people of this <laughs> country will not stand Bernie. for it. <laughs> Bro, we could have had Bernie. Like, I'm so mad at everybody who's like, "Whoa, slow down, man!" Like, the rhetoric would just be too much. But like, he's calling Biden a revolution. He's calling Kamala Harris a revolution. We could have fucking had Bernie. Like, god damn it that they're not going to stand for that the vast majority of people feel like me they feel like every time i put law and order up on social media it gets such an incredibly positive response the people of this country will not stand for it if you say calm things down yeah calm things down because they will have taken over take a look at what's going on and Biden, well, Biden is, I, I don't even like to mention Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think is pulling him. Biden's strings? Uh, is it former Obama People officials? that you've never heard of. People that are in the dark shadows. People that oh, What are, does that mean? That sounds like conspiracy theory. Dark shadows. No, what is people that? that you haven't heard That's of. That's the first point where she's like, there's the conspiracy streets. theories. They're... That's funny. This is the part that I heard, but it's literally the last minute of the fucking video. And yet, I'm pretty sure eight minutes ago is when I was like, this motherfucker's getting conspiratorial. But she just called him out right now because he's making a claim with absolutely no evidence that might make Laura look ridiculous if she doesn't call him out on it. Because he's already already repeated this earlier it's a strange strange gaff it's a gaff. The people that are controlling the streets it's a dangerous we had somebody one. get on a plane from a certain city this weekend and in the plane it was almost completely loaded with with thugs wearing these dark uniforms black uniforms with gear and this and that they're they're on a plane where's the where's this this? i'll tell you sometime but I, I it's under investigation right now but they came from a certain city and this person was coming to the republican national convention uh, that's classified and there were like seven people on the plane like this person and then a lot of people were on the mm-hmm. plane to do big damage they were coming planning for, for washington yeah this was all this is all happening but and the money is coming from somewhere money is coming when, from, how can it be from some very stupid rich people that wow. have no idea that if their thing ever succeeded, which it won't, they will be thrown to the wolves like you've never seen before. Wow. She literally fell into the hole of that. She literally was just like, well, yeah, then, then so that makes sense why there would be uh, somebody paying all these people to ride that airplane. It's like, that's some lazy dog shit right there. Some lazy ass journalism right there. Um, you know, the clips that I had seen actually made her Women look a little voted. bit uh, better than that, that ending did. Because she definitely fell in, into the trap of, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, no it doesn't. Uh, so important uh, to reach out to them, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you have a deficit among women voters. Well, now. that's what they... even better. Just because it makes sense doesn't mean it happened.
Right. Said last time too. Right. Well, let's let's say for the sake of argument, you have a deficit among female voters, who maybe in some cases you're too aggressive, your your tone or your tweets. What do you say to them directly about what you'll do in a second term? Grab okay. them by the pussy. I have to be aggressive because I'm like standing here in a sea of incompetent people. Stupid people and violent people, very violent. But that's the people. kind of language, stupid that's people. Okay. That's okay. A, a lot of women don't like. It's also that. the well. Where are we? Oh, we're in the White House. I see. See, okay. So, I'm okay. standing here in a sea of people, oh. and we need law and order in this country. And women see that with me. You're never going to have law and order with Biden. Hey, look at Ferguson. Look what happened during <laughs> that. You know, people. <laughs> She asked him like straight up. All right, how would a Trump presidency empower women? They feel they've they've felt pretty jaded by you from the past. What are you going to do to empower women and encourage them to vote for you? And he said, "Law and order, baby. The more I beat these protesters, the better my numbers go up." Honestly, I just like the more protesters I beat and arrest, then the numbers just go insane. The women go crazy. Uh, where are we? Oh, that's right. We're in the White House. People forget. Look at all of those horrible race riots you had during Obama. Ferguson's just one that comes to mind, but you had them all the time. Look at all of what happened with Brown and this one and that one. Look at all of the problems you had under Obama. It was a disaster. It, it wasn't 90 days of protests. The whole country's basically been on 90 days of protests, bro. Come on. It was actually worse than anything. This is a much different situation. Uh, again, the anarchists of Portland are different than what's going on in Chicago. Chicago can be solved. I think it's actually a little bit more difficult to solve. I think the anarchists, in many ways, are much more solvable. But for women, more than anything else, how. they want security. They want safety. They have to have safety. They talk about the suburban woman. What I did recently, I ended the regulation that provided low-income housing that that mandated low-income housing. That was Obama's housing. rule. That was the Obama rule. It was a disaster. Do you think the suburbs are in danger if Biden is elected? Oh, yeah, we already know the cities are in okay. danger, but so, are the suburbs in danger? Because they say that's fear-mongering on the part of I know the suburbs. Look, Westchester suburbs. was ground zero, okay, for what they were trying to do. They were trying to destroy the suburban, beautiful place, the American dream, really. They Where? want low-income housing, and with that comes a lot of other ah, problems. The protests will not destroy your suburban housing. No, the low-income programs that Democrats can't seem to help doing. They always want those, those poor, lazy, low-income, poor, dumb people to suck on the teat of the government, and then they move them into your neighborhoods, and then they suck your money dry because they're nothing but parasites. I love it. You gotta love it. I mean, this is the president that really looks out for his people. You, God damn it. Including crime may not be nice not to say, but I'll say. saying all people are criminals, though. Oh, no, might be I'm nice. Not saying that you at all. It that. Does, there is a level of violence that you don't see. So you have this beautiful community in the suburbs, including women, right? Women. They want security. I ended where they build low-income housing project right in the middle of your neighborhood. I ended it. If Biden gets in, he already said. Did he say where? I'm sorry. I know I should be paying attention a little bit better, but this is ridiculous. So you have this beautiful community in the suburbs, including women, 
right? Women, they want security. <laughs> I ended where they build low income. <laughs> it's like, see, I looped it back around. By ending those low income programs in every suburb in all of America, I protected women. You see? You see? I'm looking out for everybody. It's wow. Some housing project right in the middle of your neighborhood. I ended it. If Biden gets in, he already said it's going to go at a much higher rate than ever before. And you know who's going to be in charge of it? Cory Booker. That's going to be nice, okay? So I think that women are going to want, what well, for a lot mean? of other reasons, the stock markets will crash. As sure as you're sitting there, your 401ks will go down to a small percentage of what they are. Biden says he's not going to raise taxes on anyone making under $400,000 He's going to do $4 trillion in tax increases. He's going to do things that are going to cost so much on the Green New Deal, which is, which is done by a child. Okay, that's the mind of a child. Because the All right. You got to love it when the, the, the right just loves infanticizing. Uh... AOC. It's gross. It's weird. Um, because I think they're oddly attracted to her. Otherwise, they would stop talking about her so much. But the Green New Deal isn't something that Biden's even remotely dedicated to. And literally just last night, he said he's not back uh, banning fracking. So that, to me, says that he's nowhere near the Green New Deal. Uh, and again, the $4 trillion could come from the stock market could come from those wealthy billionaires who earned a collective 500 and something billion dollars this year so you know something to think about you know the green new deal is ridiculous it doesn't work they're going to do things under the green you know the green new deal if you actually did it is a hundred trillion dollars that's more money you know, I remember too that they were saying that we were gonna, we have a very finite amount of oil. So I think at some point we're really, you know, we're gonna have to move towards a Green New Deal. Um, climate change is saying let's do it sooner than later, um, but the United States says, ah, I'll, I'll take my chances. That's how a capitalist does it, you bitch. Money than this country could make this in a thousand years. This is going to be good years. paying jobs. All the great paying yeah, jobs paying that Obama jobs. apparently didn't create. Let's rip down a building and build a new one with no windows, okay? Uh, the African-American community, you've made more strides in outreach to African-American voters than I think of any Republican president yeah. in my lifetime. What can you tell the African-American community tonight about your commitment to doing more in the second term, and what will that include? So I've done criminal justice reform. I saved the historically black colleges and universities. What they went through is for years, including all funding. Uh, prison reform, criminal justice reform. Next term. Opportunity zone, uh, more of the same. And in fact, I actually said in a speech. <laughs> uh, the I don't know anything that he's done that's prison reform or criminal justice reform or that he saved the black colleges. I'm pretty sure he gave them some funding for some scholarship program or some shit. Um, it wasn't really that significant. But it's fucking hilarious that he hasn't really done these things, can claim that he do has done these things, and then say that he will do more of these things that he hasn't done. It's fucking hilarious. Best is yet to come. And I've been treated very well, at least in the polls, I hope, you know, I hope that translates because 
Unfortunately, the African-American, the black community, has been so used to going and oppressing a Democrat lever. And what have they got out of it? They've got nothing. Obama didn't give them criminal justice reform. I did. Obama didn't give them opportunity zones. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Do not, do not claim that opportunity zones are going to be that thing that uh, is helping black communities because it is the opportunity zones that are gentrifying black communities. It is the same program that he said that is also protecting the suburban areas from those low-income housing. Yeah, he's all, that's the same shit. That's the same program. So while also protecting them from low-income criminals who would ruin the neighborhood, he is also gentrifying where they would have been, where they now can't afford to be. And yet, that benefits the black community? I'm not seeing the correlation too much here. I'm seeing a causation of gentrification, but that's about it. Obama didn't do all of the things, didn't say, Obama could have saved the historically black colleges and universities. He didn't do anything for them. He didn't do anything for them. I've done more, and I said in the speech, some people said you shouldn't say it, it's too... I would have to research it, but that's why I'm not going to, is because Trump knows that nobody would know those facts off the top of his head, or at least like most of the average voters. So I'm not going to look it up, and I'm just going to... I'm just going to assume it's a lie. Aggressive, I said, what's aggressive? I've done more than any president in the, in the history of our country, except for maybe, Ab- and I say maybe, maybe Abraham Lincoln. The reason I say maybe is, I'll explain that to you later, okay? All right, the, I want to talk but about- wait a minute, I've yeah. done more for the black community than any president in the United States with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, and it's true. Criminal justice reform was such a big deal, and look what Biden did in 1994, what he did to people, to black people. Called the, he called the cr- the criminals. We obviously got to say that was a bipartisan effort. Predators. Well, he called them predators. Super, super predators, predators yeah. actually. Yeah. He called them uh, super so predators. So when you when you see the unrest on the streets, and so much of it is is driven by an antipathy toward law enforcement, yeah. and you know, more African Americans are stopped by the police. The statistics that are cited over and over again. What can you say to those families who? who live on those streets and who are worried. They're worried because they think their sons or even their daughters could be targeted. Because I know, because I've known you for a long time, you don't want that. You want people to all be treated equally, but they have a caricature of Republican voters and you're the leader of the party. What do you say to them about that mischaracterization? What the black community wants in this country is they want police and they want law and order. They don't want what's happening to their communities. They're being affected in a much harsher, meaner manner than anybody else. That includes Hispanics, where I'm doing very well also. Look, they want law and order. They want the police. You know, they do polls, and the the polls are at 82, 83 percent. They want the police. They've gotten along with the police, and the police have been very badly mistreated, because you have one bad apple, and it becomes a story for weeks. St. Louis African-American police officer shot in the head oh, and yeah, killed Dorn. last night. Hey, He's no another uh, uh, oh, African-American yes. That's true. just killed yeah. yesterday. That's true. Yeah. Just That's true. Killed. It's more dangerous to be a police officer today, do you not think, than it has been in the a long time? The police are under siege because of things. 
They can do 10,000 great acts, which is what they do, and one bad apple or a choker. You know, a choker. They choke. Uh, shooting the guy. Shooting the guy. This is multiple apples over multiple years. So this is, again, an escalation of things. So it's a situation that was bad, and it's getting worse. So um, unfortunately, the cops have to figure out how they can mend uh, with the community, or otherwise they can just continue not giving a shit because most of the time the people that they're brutalizing are of uh, lower income. And then there seems to be a bigger inclination to justify the lower income beating of uh, minority communities, specifically the black community, who is disproportionately uh, targeted by the police. So let's just, you know, mull on that and think of, hmm, what are some possible solutions? In the back many times, I mean, couldn't you have done something different? Couldn't you have wrestled? You know, I mean, couldn't you in have the meantime, made a you might choice? have been going for a weapon. And, now we got to talk know, about it. Could, could, could you have not made a different choice? Because now we have to talk about throughout the nation about police brutality and excessive force yet again. Could you have not just been more competent, you stupid fucking police officer? All right, sorry. That was, yeah. But they choke. Just like in a golf tournament, they miss a three-foot... You're puck. not comparing it to golf because, of course, that's no, what the media I'm saying say. people... Because that's what the media would say. You're not comparing a murderer to a golfer, are you? Because that's that's what the media would say right now. Because that's what you're doing. So uh, don't do it. The media would catch on to that. People choke. People, people, people choke. Yeah. And people are bad people. You have both. You have some bad people and you have, they choke. You could be a police officer for 15 years and all of a sudden you're confronted. And sometimes they choke you. You've got a quarter of a second to make a decision. If you don't make the decision... Sometimes you have 8 minutes and 46 seconds. ...and you're wrong, you're dead. People choke under those circumstances and they make a bad decision. I've seen bad decisions of people that it looked bad, but probably it was a choke. But you also have bad police, but you also... The vast, not only the vast majority, thousands and thousands of great acts and mm -hmm. one bad one, and you make the evening news for weeks. I know you reached out to Jacob Blake's mom, and she she said on camera she was sorry she missed the call. She she you know respects yeah. the office of the presidency, and she would I think so she would like to talk yeah. to you. Have you have you tried to talk to her again? And would you talk to her again? Uh, the call is being made, as I understand it. Yes. Fantastic. I think as of this time, because this happened yesterday, Trump has not spoken to the family. Oh Jesus. Mike Pence dismisses accusations about Trump's health in Fox News. 17 minutes of uh, Mike Pence cleaning up a Trump mess. Um, but yeah, so far at this time, uh, what's his name? Trump has not spoken to Jacob Blake's family. Um, he said he's spoken to their pastor. Their family responded to CNN by saying, we don't have a pastor. And as of right now, Trump has not made contact with Jacob Blake family. Maybe that has changed. Since he's he was in Kenosha, I don't know if he still is, but um, he was, I guess. Let's see, I guess we can get watch live, but it's it's NPR. Anyways, let's wrap up this video with the last part, which I wonder why they actually broke it up into three parts. Maybe because it was pretty gaffy and full of um, things he shouldn't have said. On the flu vaccines in Massachusetts, they're man. Let me just. Uh, Go back here real quick. Um, updated at 420. Guess what I'm going to say to that? Nice. 
Um, President Trump visited Kenosha. He called police great, great, great people. I don't care about his speech specifically right now. I want to know. Trump said Monday that he did not plan to meet Blake's family. Yeah, because of the attorneys. Um, Jesus, even NPR says Blake's mother's pastor. Oh, okay. So it's not even necessarily the family. So I guess who denied that might have been uh, Jacob Blake's sister, maybe. And his uh, James Ward and his wife did participate in the round table. That's great. Cool. Cool. They got uh, Blake's mother's pastor to get at the round table. They couldn't get the family. Uh, said during the conversation, quote, that it's important to have black people at the table to help solve the problem. She added, quote, I think that this is a really good opportunity to solve the problem in the nation. You think so? You think Trump's really going to take this into consideration? Or is he there to just continually protect Kyle Rittenhouse and push the idea that we need more patriots in the street? Um, he defended him. Yep. Yeah, that was on Monday. Um, so none of this is really even updated to, like, right now. That's why I was trying to find and see if, like, the protests were still going on, but nope. NPR don't keep up like that, bro. They just ain't on it. Um. Five hours ago, four hours ago. Three days ago. Jacob Blake, Fox News. Um. Let's see. I don't see any live ones, but let's just move on to the last segment here with Donald J. Trump. Mandating that children get flu vaccines in order to go back to school. There's a controversy about that. A lot of parents are like, whoa, we, you know, we don't, we don't want our kids to get the flu vaccines. Are you worried that on the push for vaccines, these fast vaccines for COVID, you might be splitting a coalition of Americans, frankly, in both parties. You mean that anti-vaxxers? Are, aren't comfortable well, with Well, once you vaccines. get to a certain number, you know, we use the word herd, right? Once you get to a certain number, it's going to go away. So, you know, it doesn't have to be. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are not going to want to do it. A lot of people don't want to do the flu. Should vaccine. it be mandatory? You know, I never had the flu, but I never had a shot. I never had the vaccine. I come here, the first thing is, sir, you have to have a flu shot. I said, why? because you have to have it. I say, what's the percentage? And I wasn't thrilled with the percentage. You know, it's like 50%, 55%. Oh, um, but Dr. Fauci said it, it might not give, quote, great protection yeah. because it's a coronavirus. Well, I said, look, if I've never had it, wouldn't it be good? And then I thought I should have it because I'll set an example. So I had it. So I've had it <laughs> now three times. But, and I still haven't had the flu. So maybe I'll give credit to the flu. I feel like he's full of shit. Trump just said that he has never had the flu. I feel like he is full of massive shit. Um, he is able to bypass, like, upsetting him too much by saying, well, I've never had a vaccination and I've never had the flu. And then they're like, okay, cool. So our president would understand if I never get my vaccines. Uh, but then he's like, well, I had to get it three times just to be president. And you know what? I did it because I'm a leader. And that's what leaders do. Just, mm. Brexit. I don't know. You, if you I, I can say this, you'll, you'll. He's a politician. Uh, I think we're going to have a vaccine very soon. A lot of tremendous work has been done. You're going to have a vaccine just like we have therapeutics, which to me are even more important. You go into the hospital, you make people better. That's to me the most. But and we just did the convalescent plasma. Convalescent. I think, and you have other things too. 
So I think we're going to have a lot of therapeutics and we're going to have a vaccine very soon. Uh, as to whether or not people take it, well, 35% say they're not going to take the COVID well, vaccine. They don't want it. So they shouldn't be mandatory. But if you then, add 35 to the people that have had it and to all of the other things, you know, people that have had it where in theory you can't get it, although they found one person and they're making a big deal. One person got it twice. But if you add it all up, it, it gives you very good protection. Um, if Trump is downplaying the idea that people can catch coronavirus again or that it may resurge in your body again, I would be concerned. And now I am concerned because he did say that. Oh. But yeah, he's kind of downplaying the necessity of it, and he still wants to aim for herd immunity, even though um, weeks after of having coronavirus, your antibodies go down significantly. So, you know, herd immunity might not be the opportunity that we have. I think the opportunity that we had was to close ourselves off from ever catching coronavirus, and now it's going to be more prevalent. Um, it's going to exist a lot longer than it needed to. Biden says he would shut down the economy again if the scientists said that was the right thing to do in the fight against COVID. Yeah. Would you? Well, I think it's a very dangerous statement for him to make. Look, we knew we did the right thing. We shut it down and now we built it up and we're setting records on job numbers. It's a pretty easy answer, though. If the scientists said we need to shut it down again, would you? It's a pretty easy question. We're setting records on retail numbers. So this guy comes in. I heard it the other day. If they said, so that means that if some doctor said we have some to shut doctor. it down, we're going to shut it down. We're setting records. By the way, the stock market is at an all. We can't shut it down now. The stock market's breaking records. All time record right now. Just want to remind you that every week there are two 9-11s. And we are closely approaching the anniversary of 9-11. And I wonder if we will be at 200K by then. That's at 10 days from the recording of this. And I can't help but wonder, will we reach 200,000? Let's see. Because we're over 180, right? Yep, we're at 184,000. So, eh, 10 days we would have to lose 16,000 people. It's a grim thought. But we will definitely reach that number before the end of the month, if not at the end of the month. So, all right. You look at what's going on in the stock market. Look at what's going on. This We're going to have a phenomenal year next year. We're going to have a great third quarter. Interestingly, the numbers for the third quarter will come. So what has to tell me, though, is that um, the way he's talking right now and the way that the deaths are looking at is that he is basically congratulating the workers who sacrificed their lives for a record stock market. Um, yeah. Yep. This is that part where he's saying it. He's just saying it, that people died for the economy to break records right now. So, that's cool.
come out before the election. Are you worried if something happens on the market and it corrects so in what October, happens, you peg it all on the market, does, then they're like, Trump's pushing the market. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I can tell you what is happening. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to give any stimulus. We should have. It wasn't the people's fault that China gave us this uh, virus. China gave us the virus, whether it was through incompetence or a purpose. Well, she called you a domestic enemy, an enemy of the state, your supporters. How do you work with her on another stimulus? Well, I always tell Will her it to happen? Go, I always tell her to go back to San Francisco, take care of your homeless problem, Take care of your problem in California because there's nothing like what I'm witnessing out there. Right outside, right where she lives, right in her district, is so bad. Needles all over well, the place. Will you get a stimulus or not? Well, we should have. We'd like to get it for the people because it wasn't their fault, but she doesn't want to give it because that will make the economy a little bit better and that would be a terrible thing. If you Do you remember when the Senate went on vacation? Rather than figuring out how you would get a payment. Woo, 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 woo. Do you remember? Because I think Labor Day is almost here, so that would mean that it's almost time for them to come back and figure out how they're going to stop the next wave of evictions. So, that's cool. Just in time for October. Oh, fuck, dude. Oh, man, we're almost at October. Oh, we're at the crunch. Oh, sh fuck. You had to do it all again. I know that's a hard, kind of a hard question, but do it all again. Would you put Fauci front and center every day in charge of the coronavirus task force? I get along with him very well. I disagree with a lot of what he said. He said, keep it uh, open for China. That was a big mistake, and he admits it. Uh, I just, I get along with him, but every once in a while, he'll come up with one that I say, where did that come from? I inherited him. He was here. He was a part of this huge piece of machine. I didn't put anybody in charge. He was here. He was, he's been here for 40 years. 84, 1984. Okay, he's been here for many, many years. Uh, but, and I, you know, you inherit a lot of people. It's part of the machinery. And you have some you love, some you don't. I like them. I don't agree with them that often, but I like them. And when you look at, look back. That was basically a no, because he doesn't push the narrative uh, quite in the direction that the president has. And that's why you haven't been seeing Fauci lately, because they would just be contradicting each other. Back in the last four years, and uh, the first three were impeachment, Mueller, a pandemic, Never investigations. Yeah. Uh, what do you say to the American people about what they don't see when they're doing interviews like this? How, how you cope with this constant barrage from the Hill? There's always that's crazy how do you cope with all the criticism against you and yet we don't ask how do the families of covid victims that have died how do they cope how does jacob blake's family cope how does brianna taylor's family quote how do all these left-wing protesters who seem pretty fucking exhausted and hopeless at this point how do they cope but it's all about the president how do you cope with your fucking job that you signed up for, Mr. President, the job that controls millions of lives, if not affects billions. How do you cope? There's always back and forth, that's fine, but it's been different for you. It's been different because I've accomplished so much on the military, I've accomplished, first of all, bringing many of the troops home and most of the troops home, even cutting down Germany, okay, because they've taken advantage of us like you wouldn't believe. But uh, it's been different for a lot of different reasons. 
I think primarily because I've accomplished so much. She asked him, how does he cope? And he answers with, I've accomplished so much. So many of his protesters, especially the elderly ones, who I believe are probably, you know, viewers of Fox News, are always like, man, this pre no president has endured as much as President Trump. And it's just, he says it's, he just keeps winning, and that's how he keeps moving. And yet, and yet, the lower income, the working class is losing. And soon we will lose the U United States Postal Service. The only uh, institution we have, actually, well, besides, you know, Congress and the executive branch, judicial branches, enshrined in the Constitution. Then he wants to take away payroll taxes so that we can bleed out Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. But he's just been accomplishing so much. And that's why he has so many haters. A worsening deficit, a worsening planet, a worsening community. And it's because he's just accomplishing so much. Well, I hope you know who you're voting for. But that's been Talks News with Laura, the possible Nazi Ingram, and President Donald Trump. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me on the in in the toxic zone, where all things come out mutated and deformed, and a little dumbed down. I have been your host, the working class armchair idiot. Um, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast, and I hope you tell your boomer grandma about it because I need a lot more viewers, and I think boomers might be my market. Yeah. Yep. So if there's anything I can do for you, just um, tie a little letter. On the ankle of a pigeon and they instantly fly towards me um, otherwise you can find me at these places yeah it's a little shot of that it's not where I meant to go but um, yeah thanks again I, I had I had fun um, not really but if Trump can lie why can't I <laughs> thank you and good night